Welcome to Inside Middle Tennessee. This is Sarah Elizabeth McLeod. I'm the interim zookeeper today due to Jim Ross on assignment. <laughs> yeah, come on now. <laughs> we've, we, we, we've sent him to Gaza to get firsthand. <laughs> We're going to look far above the news tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I should introduce the players. Uh, mm-hmm. T. Willie's helping us steer the starship. Uh-huh. This morning, uh, Representative Scott Sapecki. Good morning, everybody. Coach James Dickinson. Hello. And my mo- lovely mother, Sheila Hickman. Present. <laughs> Present. And she's not tardy today. So. No, I, I made up my mind that despite the traffic on the Nashville Highway, I was going to leave early enough. But there was still a great mass of traffic on the Nashville Highway. So we got a lot going on. Uh, Let me ask you a question, Sheila. Yes. Who won the Alabama LSU game last Saturday? <laughs> I'm asking for a friend of mine. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, that was a good well, game. I that even watched yeah, that game. Yeah, Mama even watched that game. I don't watch football. You got a friend? Yeah. Alabama. Alabama won. I kept looking for you to out. wave at me, but I couldn't find you. <laughs> it was wild in there. I tell you what, it was uh, loud. Alabama plays well when they're the underdog. What can I say? Mm-hmm. Well, they do. Mm-hmm. And they are the underdog now, right? They're chasing Georgia and never put Nick Saban in a position where he's the underdog because I, I wonder what his record is, Coach, when he's actually the underdog when he plays. It's probably 100%. I bet you it is. Yeah. I, I can't imagine him ever – I mean, even – He must have did well with the bookies too because he bought two <laughs> Mercedes dealerships oh, yeah. in Miami. In Miami. Yeah. Wow. Investigation to follow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, speaking of football, uh, we got some. Coach Dickinson, big announcement tonight. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, God, I'll tell you one thing. We're excited. Uh, Columbia Academy plays in the uh, playoffs tonight. Quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. And they're a real good football team. And we all have friends out at Columbia Academy. And I've, I've got a love for that school out there. It goes back many many years had opportunity to coach out there my wife's a graduate from columbia academy a class of 84 and uh but anyway we are going to broadcast this game live tonight on 101.7 oh fantastic and on the call tonight is going to be clayton big al harris and taff the gator airs gonna oh, be boy. oh wow so it's gonna be exciting tonight we're excited the radio stations are pumped up about the playoffs and matter of fact uh columbia academy is the only game in town right now everybody else got put out last yes, week they went home so we're excited uh, scott's uniform. got two sons super good ball players out there playing on the team and uh scott we're excited it's gonna be a great football game columbia academy is on a six game winning streak right now uh and playing extremely well uh, they've had a bye week so they're been practicing and working for Jackson Christian, who's coming in at 10-1. and one. Uh, Jackson Christian, very good football team. But when you're in the quarterfinals, there's really no easy games from that here on out. Mm-hmm. Um, look for a very good a very good game tonight, very exciting football game. And uh, if the Bulldogs can just continue to play Bulldog football, it, there should be a happy ending to this one tonight and move on to the semis. If that happens, they'll be at home next week for the semifinals too. Oh, that's awesome. Good for and them. Columbia Academy's record right now is 7-3. Uh, 7-3. and, three. Seven and, three seven and three. Jackson Christian is 10-1. and one. Ten and one. We lost to Middle Tennessee Christian, who is 10-1 and one. We lo- in triple overtime. We lost to Friendship Christian, who is 9-2. and two. And we lost to Huntington, who is 10-1. and one. 
And so the teams we've lost to are the ones we're going to have to play to beat. And it's going to be very interesting. It's a chance for Columbia Academy to right the wrong that happened earlier in the year, and we'll see what happens with the Bulldogs. But a big game tonight, 7 o'clock. The game, those guys will go on the air. What time, Coach, do you think? Uh, about 6.45. About 6.45 on 101.7. So look for that tonight. And if you can get out, should the weather's supposed to clear, get out, support the Bulldogs, and cheer them on to a victory here as Murray County you know, it's a shame about Mount Pleasant and Columbia, but now we're down to one. Let's rally behind this team and see if we can push them on to Chattanooga. So, so if they win, yes, ma'am. Who who is their potential opponent? Middle Tennessee Christian for the so rematch. again, okay. The and Middle Tennessee Christian plays who tonight? What is that? It would be at Columbia Academy. It would be at Columbia. Yeah, Academy. We'll get the host. Yeah. Um, Another uh, another team. Another yeah. team. We're just going to say another team. At uh, point. Grace Christian. Grace oh, Christian. Grace okay. Christian. Grace okay. Christian. I think. So. Okay. I think. But so that's tonight. Um, so come on out, enjoy the football game. If you can't listen on the radio and cheer the Bulldogs on, hopefully we'll be back here next week announcing that we're moving on to the semis. And you can buy tickets at the gate. You can buy tickets at the gate. Now it is ten dollars at the gate, or I think it's eight dollars on Go Go Fans. That was Go Fan. Yeah. Go Fan. Not only fans. Go fans. <laughs> Go fans. Go fans, folks. Please. G-O fans. So if they're going to start the broadcast at 645, you know, if you want to eat before you go to the ball game, you can come to Baker Elementary School on a Hampshire Pike. We're having our fall festival and spaghetti. spaghetti. So, oh, that's right. It's spaghetti good. supper. So uh, tickets are $12 for adults and $7 for children. And we got tickets at the door. So you can eat spaghetti and go on down the road and go to Columbia. So County. make it a date night, yes. and you can wake up tomorrow and go over to the Memorial Building. Oh, and yes, have pancake day, day yeah. pancake day. I got some tickets for sale if anybody wants them. So, uh, what, yep. what are the cost of the uh, tickets, Coach? Do you know? Ten dollars. Ten dollars or three for twenty-five. Three for twenty-five. Right. right. And it's, I believe it's all you can eat, isn't it, Coach? Oh, yes, yes, it is. It's all yeah. you can eat. So my two boys, <laughs> so you're going to get a. We'll be tomorrow. showing up tomorrow <laughs> and bankrupting the system. So we really need to get fifty from you, three for fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still coming out ahead. Yeah. Uh, and then rolling over to college right now, we are starting to get into the grind right now, where every all the rubber starts to meet the road. Great football games tonight, tonight as all of those top teams now are in conference having to start to play the other teams and the, and the good teams in their conference. And here's some of the matchups. Uh, and It's just a top 25 I'm going to skim through real quick. Ohio State will travel. Is at home against Michigan State? That'll be a scrimmage, inter-squad inter- scrimmage for the Buckeyes. A big one here, uh, Georgia is at home against Ole Miss. Oh. Uh, number two, Georgia. Number nine, Ole Miss. Another shot for Lane Kiffin to break through against either Alabama or, or Georgia. The, the big one that most people up north will be watching is number three, Michigan, at number 10, Penn State, with a wideout. And that's an early kickoff. Early kickoff wow. at noon, which is shocking yeah. to us. Yeah. Shocking. Uh, that, I thought that would be the 7 o'clock game. Yeah, most definitely. But uh, Michigan playing extremely well. Uh, and now number 10, Penn State, came off of that tough loss with Ohio State, but, but righted the ship last week. But it doesn't get any easier for the uh, uh, Nittany Lions as the Wolverines roll into Happy Valley. Uh, the traditional Florida State-Miami game will be happening. The one I'm going to be watching out west is number five, Washington, uh, with the Heisman Trophy candidate Penix is his Penix name. Right. Yeah. Penix, the quarterback. Uh, he's taken on number 18, Utah, uh, up in up in Washington. And then the Volunteers. Well, here, I'll, I'll give some due to Alabama here. Alabama will travel to Kentucky. Any worries there, Coach, with Kentucky? Uh, none. 
There you go. You heard no, it. No straight from, straight <laughs> from James. Only thing, only thing, only word I got is how the Michigan fans going to get drunk before 11 o'clock in the morning, too, Willie. Really. They will start tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're they already drunk. start tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Celebrate and, early. Uh, and then, uh, like we said, Alabama. And then uh, the Vols, number 13 Vols, will travel to Missouri, uh, my home state, to Columbia, Missouri, and take on the Missouri Tigers. Uh, be careful there. Uh, Missouri, a very good football team. Do not overlook these Tigers because you could find yourself in deep trouble. Everything looking good for for Georgia or for Tennessee right now. Looking to that Georgia matchup coming up. That if they can beat Georgia and and hold serve the rest of the year, based off the head to head matchups, that they would go to the SEC East Championship. Oh. So don't overlook the Tigers right here. Uh, and then uh, wouldn't LSU- that be neat? Oh yeah, they they pull that off and Alabama and Tennessee plays again. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. That would be neat. It would be I neat. mean, at Nick Saban Stadium in Atlanta, right? That's right. Mercedes, Mercedes Benz. Benz. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so that's your college football, and then uh, the the Tennessee Titans with new quarterback Will Levis will travel to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers with um, Baker Mayfield having a pretty good year down there. Right now. Pretty good year right there with limited resources. So. That's your football roundup, but please don't forget, uh, on the radio tonight, 101.7, 645-ish, we'll be broadcasting the Columbia Academy uh, Jackson Christian quarterfinal matchup. Uh, and uh, just kudos to um, you know the radio station here looking out for all these athletes in Murray County and giving them the opportunity to par- – parents get to hear their names on the radio. That's, That's very right. good. Pretty cool thing. And mm-hmm. then uh, uh, the honorary captain tonight is Sheila Hickman. She'll be doing the coin toss. <laughs> wow. I could do it. What's he flipping? <laughs> <laughs> pancakes. <laughs> Just, kidding. Just kidding. We could start out with a pancake for a warm-up. That's right. <laughs> Great. So that's what's going on as with sports. Uh, basketball has started. Uh, Tennessee yeah. played Florida State last night. Did they win it? The girls did. Girls did. They got beat by they one got point. Beat. I think they got beat. But mm-hmm. 92, 91. Both ranked. Very good Very good basketball teams. And then uh, we are in basketball season right now. So we're trying to wrap up this uh, mm-hmm. high school football. But hopefully we'll be hanging around for another three weeks with Columbia Academy. The Vols will be on the march to the SEC championship. And then uh, we'll all be looking forward to the bowl, bowl game starting up here probably within less than a month right now, right? Pretty That's close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe early December. Right? And the state championship, of course, for the high school is going to be in Chattanooga, Tennessee. That's right. Again this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Which the coldest is, I've ever been so in Chattanooga and state next football to the river. playoffs. So it's kind of weird this year is, if I understand right, we play this week, we would play next week. Then you get a bye week over Thanksgiving. Okay. You come back the following week to play the championship. So it's almost Christmas for the time. And, and you're in December when you're playing. Wow. How about that? Well, we would play November thirtieth. Our division would play November thirtieth. So yeah, it would be. It could be chilly. It could be nice. Would that be a uh, Saturday? Uh, th- Thursday. Oh, Thursday. Okay. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. Yeah. All so right. Mm-hmm. We need well, to take a break, Willie. Yeah, we're gonna do. It. He's right. tired. He's we can. <laughs> yeah, let's do a break. We'll stay on schedule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the first time ever. <laughs> Constantly changing, and it is now more important than ever to take care of those who you trust with your business every day. Large and even international competition has made it increasingly difficult to keep your best talent. With Caledonian Financial's local business plan to help, you can give your employees a business package that is competitive and effective for everyone. I'm Thomas Sneed with Caledonian Financial here in downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. This is Delk Kennedy. 
owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Inside Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM. And we're back. So, what's tomorrow, y'all? Pancake Vet- Day. Veterans Day. Veterans Day and Pancake Day. So... Um, I think there's a parade tomorrow, is there not? Starts yeah. at 11 o'clock. Starts mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock. Food Land, the Mew House, right in front of yep. the station. It goes right yes. down. The roads will be closed that time, so uh, if you're traveling that way, make alternate routes. Mm-hmm. The police department has sent out a notice on that. It probably won't last about an, maybe an hour, if, if that. Got about 25 inches okay, far Okay, very flows. good. Yeah. Very That's good. good. I'm excited I cannot... that the Alabama marching band will be here tomorrow. Oh, is it? <laughs> Really? Oh, wow. I, I've well, heard. They're coming through town on their way to, to Kentucky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, can, that's awesome. They could stop for a few minutes. They could. Let me tell you something. If that happened, Coach Dickinson would be right out this front door. <laughs> He'd be like a little kid on the front Shoot, porch. I'm going to go to the state line and follow him in town. <laughs> we did, when I was in high school in the band, um, when we didn't know it was happening, but they were having some kind of veterans thing at the courthouse. And Mr. Brown, there was all band members report to the band room. So we all got in the band room. And he goes, we got to go downtown and play something. So we we went downtown and played. It was fun. Um, But um, back back in the old days when school was in town over here before they knocked it down, the band would, would practice by going downtown. 
Like Mr. Euclid have a march downtown. They'd go around the courthouse. It's sort of an impromptu parade. And when I was at Whitthorn, we did that. We marched. I marched down. Because Whitthorn was originally on West 8th Street. Yes. Right. Well, we yeah. after the old high school was not fit for high school, then they decided it was fit for junior high. So they scrooged us, scrouched us, put us in that building that was not fit to inhabit, they said. And then when they tried to tear it down, it was all they could do to tear it down. I, I was there. Dr. Battles was there. I said, they had that wrecking ball. It went plunk, plunk. I said, do you see that, Dr. Battles? That means that this was not meant to be torn down. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't do any good there. No. Mm. Well, we digress as always. <laughs> but always. So there are about 18 million veterans living among us now. I looked up that statistic. Mm-hmm. Um and that that's amazing. And then off air, I asked y'all. So, how, do y'all remember the trivia thing I asked? How many presidents were veterans or are veterans? Twenty whatever. Twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty six. So, that's a lot of people. But Veterans Day was originally Armistice Day, um, and it started in nineteen eighteen. Eleven, eleven of eleven. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's where we get that expression, wait until the 11th hour. Yes. That's how it came into the vernacular. Came into the vernacular. Do you want to give some oh, well, history I, on that? or I, Well, you want me to start with the war? Yes, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> the United States has always had an advantage because of our location. Remember the, remember the Monroe Doctrine kept us away from the wrangling world, and it worked for... A few years. For those of you geography challenged, those are oceans. <laughs> like We're not Ernest, talking about Canada and Mexico. No, like Ernest T. Bass has had the Atlantic on one side, the Pacific on the other side. But at any rate, they well, the war broke out in Europe, and we know that we are not isolated from any of the world's problems. Just watch the news. And in 1914, war broke out between France, England, Belgium, Serbia, Italy, and Russia on one side. And on the other side was Germany, Austria-Hungary, Bulgaria, and the Ottoman Empire. Now, that's an interesting matchup. Americans watched with caution as Germany invaded Belgium, which was neutral. Then those German submarines attacked British battleships and eventually merchant ships. And they torpedoed the Lusitania off the coast of Ireland, and over 1,000 people were killed, including 114 Americans. Well, you better not mess too much with America. Woodrow Wilson warned Germany that the United States would tolerate no more disregard for American rights. The Allies realized that they needed help from the United States, Germany did not heed Wilson's warning. Looking back at history, we're not surprised. And in January 1917, Germany announced they would have unrestricted submarine warfare. Wilson promptly gave their ambassador a ticket home and sent him out of here. And they had to ask Congress, Wilson did, for a declaration of war. And it took them a long time to decide. Some things never change. After many hours, they decided we could declare war. We entered World War I on April 6, 1917. 
And for the first time since so many nations were involved, it was <coughs> called the World War. And it was called the War to End All Wars. Well, that was a mystery. Whoever thought of that didn't think the thing through. And the uh, trenches that they had dug the uh, in Europe stretched from the English Channel. Now, just think about that. From the English Channel all the way to Switzerland. So Europe was in a terrible mess. In the United States, every effort was made to provide an army in the shortest amount of time. And General Pershing, famous for his role in the war, was to command the American forces. Now, we get to the local part. In Tennessee, six days later, the National Guard was called to duty. And I believe historically our National Guard has been one of the er earliest call-ups when conflicts arise. I believe that's that's how we got the term volunteer. That's right. At any rate, uh, they President Wilson declared that we were in a state of war, and he drafted all National Guard units. And their motto is "Always ready, always there." The Tennessee National Guard joined the North and South Carolina Guards to form the 30th Infantry Division, which they christened the Old Hickory Division. Wasn't that nice? Soon there was a draft for all men between 21 and 30. The Old Hickory Division was the first to break the Hindenburg Line. There were 12 medals of honor given for bravery more than any other division. Five of the recipients were Tennesseans. Now, I have access to these ancient Central High School documents, and this is, this is from the 1917 annual. At Central High School, two faculty members, C.M. Hardison and J.E. Moore, went for training at Fort Oglethorpe. Mr. Hardison married Miss Pauline McLean of Nashville before he left. She's probably the first war bride. Young men from the class of 1917 joined the Army, and they were Claude Stacy, Tillman Moore, and Marvin Williams. Underclassmen enlisted in the Navy were Paul Stanley, George Mulligan, Luke Mitchell, Abe Truitt, and John Finney. As the war continued, many others would join the, the forces. And we have our World War II flag, which is on display at Oaks and Nichols. And we think there was a World War I flag made in honor of those people with the stars, but evidently it has gone by the wayside somewhere. If you happen to find that in the old trunk, we'd like to have it. The young <laughs> ladies at Central were taught first aid and studied the work of the Red Cross. They learned to knit socks and felt that they were doing their part. The young men were learning the fundamentals of Army drills, and they got them out on the field out here and made them march up and down. The war raged on throughout Europe with Germany feeling so powerful, yet seeing its power gradually diminish. Germany has a way with that. By June, the Germans were checked at Chateau Thierry, and by August, the famous Hindenburg Line was broken. American divisions concentrated on the rainfall. By September 12th, the forces were decisive and had 15,000 prisoners. Mighty blows had struck German lines and broken them. Germany, in a last effort to avoid disaster, asked for an armistice. The terms of the armistice were stringent, but Germans signed it at 11 o'clock. 
on November the 11th, 1918. Now, this is also local. News of the armistice reached Columbia on November the 7th. We were a little ahead of ourselves there. Remember, news traveled so slowly and in an unreliable manner in those days. And they had a parade downtown with whistles blowing and church bells ringing. And the Daily Herald had a great big headline proclaiming the armistice. Well, they were just four days early. Four days later, (laughs) they got the official notice. And they decided they'd just do it all again. Even bigger. There was an impromptu parade This was bigger than the impromptu parade. The parade had floats, and Dr. George O. Watts dressed as Uncle Sam, and Albertine Page dressed as the Statue of Liberty. The celebration lasted many hours, and Columbia Mayor James M. Dedman said the party could continue as long as the citizens were able to dance. At a circuit course, case was being, this is funny, was being tried by Judge Turner. All the hollering and hooping began. The jury found themselves trapped in the courtroom. Judge Turner had to adjourn the court since nobody could hear what was going on. And I'm sure they were all happy about that. America lost 50,000 men in battle. The process of gathering their bodies and reinterring them at the beautiful cemeteries. Arrangements for sending our soldiers home began immediately. These veterans were welcomed home with parades and celebrations. Armistice Day became a legal holiday dedicated to the cause of world peace and is celebrated annually, we know. And finally, Eisenhower said, we're going to call it Veterans Day in honor of all the folks who have served their country so well. Well, and and they do, and they did, and um, I always like to see veterans in their hats. You know, yeah, those caps with their yeah, they wear. Um, and I think I think about what they have seen and what stories they may or may not want to tell about their war stories because I had great uncles that fought in World War Two and. None of them would talk about it. No, I, 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 the only thing I ever, my uncle, Uncle Merrill was in the South Pacific, and the only thing I ever heard him say was, we wanted him to go take us to the show, to the movies, and he said, no, he said, one time all I had to do was sit on a coconut log and watch a movie. I am not going to the movies. <laughs> but he di- he did eventually, Sarah Elizabeth interviewed him, toward the end of his life and he did eventually talk about the big gun that he fired but but not and then one of my my uncles was in the navy and he was stationed in the south pacific and they they gave him two navy pea coats for the south pacific you know you never know when you're gonna need a heavy wool coat and 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 he sent one of them home we've got it sarah elizabeth can wear it or did wear it and then my other uncle was in the Army, and he would talk about it a little more. Uncle R.C. would talk about it a little more. But those most of those people probably had PTSD before anybody knew what they were because Daddy said Uncle Merrill would wake up in the night having nightmares after he came home. And, and we have no way of measuring the anguish that that places on people's minds and what they must have seen. Now, they had... 
Tom had some the grand marshals of the parade. Tom had them on the news this morning, and one of the the gentlemen, I believe his name is Riggs, said that he could close his eyes and imagine all the boys who had died in his arms. And, and we should never, never forget how many people have given their lives just so we can sit here today. Yeah. Just so we can sit here today. Just And we don't stop and think about that, and especially our young people. I don't think they get the idea of patriotism as a baby boomer and, and someone who grew up in the in the Kennedy era, my generation was keenly interested in politics. We had young Republicans. We had young Democrats. People were just, we were just fired up about it. And we would have great discussions in Jack Barron's history class about whether Barry Goldwater was suitable to be president. Bless his old heart, Barry Goldwater. <laughs> but anyway... We've lost that with our children somehow or another. They don't have that feeling. Well, we had it. Well, my generation had it on September 11th. Yeah. That that was sort of like... But now it's become way yonder in the past. And we need... One thing we could do to improve the schools is... They say the pledge to the flag. And when I had middle school children, I made them define every word in that. So they would know exactly what they were saying, not just get up there and say a bunch of words. Now, that would be a good legislative program. Let us restore patriotism to the school systems. Scott's thinking about it. <laughs> well, well, go um, ahead, Sarah And in t- 2016, President Obama, and I just, I guess I heard this and I forgot it, but he signed in the Veterans Day Moment of Silence Act. So this law requires that um, the president issues a proclamation calling uh, on the people of the United States to observe a two-minute national moment of silence on Veterans Day. So it will be one eleven p.m. Central Time. So if you catch yourself tomorrow after lunch, after you've gone to Pancake Day and you're watching <laughs> football or, or whatever, just... And it gets close to one eleven. Just take those two minutes and reflect for just a moment, because I think that's important. <clears throat> and we have our very own veteran amongst us, Coach yep. James Dickinson. Thank you for your service. Good, sir. Thank you, and thank you for the information that you read off a while ago. We each other had some uh, some music in the background. That that was awesome. It brought back a lot of memories. Matter of fact, I pulled up an old picture of, of us in some tank training in 1978 in Europe and a bunch of buddies together and and, uh the uh time that i spent in the military i wouldn't took anything for it uh we was in a generation that you know we're country boys it was kind of tough and and i and i look at military a lot like a football program you take a a group of guys in a company and you pull together and anything's possible same way on a football field and uh, i wouldn't took anything for the six years i spent in the military i learned a lot grew up fast uh a lot of people out here in the civilian world do not know what we put up as even in peacetime. We was a Cold War veteran, oh, yes. but living in a uh, bivouac site for 45 days, snow knee-deep, uh, merging heaters and the, the snow melting, and you're walking in uh, slush up to, your, up to your ankles on a 30-day basis and taking your steel pot and flipping it over and going out to the water buffalo and filling it full of water and dry shaving, you know, and it's 18 degrees outside, you know. <laughs> Uh, it, it was a uh, 
a good experience, and I, you know, I wish everybody could experience it. I think we'd have a different America if everybody could do it. You know, basic training was uh, tough. Mm-hmm. Not everybody survived it, but uh, it make you it makes you grow up real fast. It does well in Switzerland. You have to serve in the army or some some, some, some service. England like too. Former service. Israel is mandatory two years two years mm-hmm. out of high school. Yeah, men, I th- men I, and women. We yeah. would have a whole different notion about our country if that mm-hmm. were possible. But we went to the volunteer army, and we'll probably never back up. And not only us, the rest of the world would take notice. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm telling you. Exactly. Just real quick, the lethality yeah. of the of the battlefield. In World War One, approximately 20 million people died. But if you understand World War One, it was it was a limited war of where it was fought. Yes. In World War Two, over 60 million people died. Mm-hmm. And so the lethality of the, in 20 years from the end of World War One to World War Two, man created more technology yeah. to kill their fellow man and more efficiently. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, have you ever seen the the movie War Horse? Oh, There's a great oh, yeah. example yes. of that of the old days of of the cavalry charge. Yeah, the cavalry charge was replaced by the machine gun. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. so um, that's a very moving movie. And then the other one is uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. A very yes. good movie to watch, also. And another one to watch about World War One. It's a long one, but it's a great movie. Is Lawrence of Arabia? Oh, I love Lawrence yes. of Arabia. Lawrence one of Arabia. Alvin York. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Alvin York movie is not as moving as no, Lawrence of Arabia. But it, it has <laughs> but a it gives you, you know, the All Quiet on the Western Front and, and Lawrence of Arabia and um, uh, what was the first one I said? Oh, I forgot. The War, war Horse. War, war Horse, horse. Yeah. gives you a good idea of the different theaters of the war, yeah. of what the different challenges were. So there you go. And the, uh, one of my favorite right now, it's been out for several years, uh, that gives you a real reality of military is Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. Oh, yeah. yes. That's Band a great series. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back after these messages. People often ask about the initials after mine and Monty's names. Those initials are CFP, Certified Financial Planner. As a CFP, we will do our best to help you in the attainment of your financial goals while protecting those assets with proper insurance coverage. We encourage the team approach of holistic financial planning by working alongside your CPA and attorney. This is Gay Pike with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. There are so many problems in the world right now that we can't do anything about. But the hunger crisis in southern Middle Tennessee is not one of them. You can join the Well Outreach Food Pantry in responding to help feed our neighbors in need. Kids, moms, and dads, and grandparents with nothing to eat. For just $30, you can provide a week of groceries to feed a local family in need. Give hope to the hungry right now. Thewelloutreach.org. Thewelloutreach.org. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. 
I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hubs for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Neuschen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. 
This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. And we're back. Scott, a lot going on in Nashville. There is, there is. Um, before I, I get to Nashville, let me just let everybody know, Bear Creek Pike is on schedule as long as the weather doesn't delay us. They have repaved underneath the bridge. Okay, now, I've been out there they've lately. Repaved, so. so all the paving is done underneath the bridge. Now they're going to pave the two approaches on either side to the bridge on Bear Creek, and that project will be striped and completed ahead of schedule and below budget. Oh, fantastic. So good, good thing there. Well, now the other one, Butler, uh, the Butler Buckner Road Interchange, Yeah, that one has experienced delays. That might be delayed until at least another year and a half completion. Wow. And that's the one after 840. That's correct. Before the, the, Saturn one, Park. the one between Saturn Parkway, yes. Okay. And so uh, look for some delays there. We are still pressing TDOT on the Highway 31 expansion through Spring Hill and Thompson Station. As you can imagine, the right of way acquisition, acquisition is astronomically expensive. Well, wonder what. And, and, and people's backyards and yeah, businesses' front yards. It's a very <laughs> difficult proposition, but we will continue to, to push TDOT for that project. It's now escalated to $234 million. Maybe we should put a double decker. <laughs> a Disney World monorail. <laughs> Uh, and then we are we are we do understand that by the buckner road interchange that's going to put a little bit more pressure on 65 so we are starting to press put put some pressure on tdot to bring three lanes from 840 Mm -hmm. down to saturn parkway that'd be a help that makes sense if you've ever tried to go to nashville and what you do but i'm talking about in general, people going to Nashville, when we have to go to the tower, the Tennessee Tower for training and stuff for grant writing or the learn about the grant programs, mm-hmm. we go back roads because you get on that, uh, the 65 at mm-hmm. Saturn Parkway, you're in a parking lot for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, yes. sorry. <laughs> I, was, I, was looking, I was looking something up while you were talking. Um, and then uh, uh, the project connecting... Uh, Mount Pleasant to Hampshire, 166, I think it is. Oh, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's a cutover. Uh, they are that one is still moving forward. Uh, they think they've mitigated the two springs that they found. <laughs> if you need water, <laughs> go to Highway 166 up on top of the hill, and there's big springs there, artesian springs there. They found. We may need those. They better put a marker uh, there. Uh, I know that uh, there are uh, uh, efforts being made right now for water and. Improve water uh, capacity in Murray County right now. I know uh, Mayor Butts working on that with other other county mayors. I know that uh, we are trying to solve this. Spring Hill right now, from what I understand, is if you cannot complete your building project on your subdivision that you've been approved for in two years, I believe Spring Hill now is denying those because oh, of water Well, I declare. So uh, look for Ultium here. They're in hiring phases right now. Uh, if you need a job, go up to Ultium, and you could possibly get a job building batteries for cars that may or may not be needed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, go on up there and take a look. Uh, see if the job works out for you. And if it is, get a job for Ultium. Uh, we talked about our school system. We are having those hearings about the federal money. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not on that committee because I have a lot of different irons in the fire in education. 
but I, I have been attending those. Uh, I want to make sure I stay on top of all this stuff. Senator Hensley's on that committee. Senator Hensley is on that committee. Um, my full committee chair, uh, Representative Moody, she's on there. And if you see Representative Moody, you normally see me. We are always together all the time. And so I was sitting in, sitting in on these meetings, listening to what's been said. Great information about all of the different programs that the federal government does and provides to our students. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we got a good foundation of that. Next week, we're going to get into testimony uh, from the Department of Education here in Nashville. Uh, teachers will come forward, principals, administrators, trying to figure out, because it's a two-party check right now. It comes one from the feds, one from the state. Is there an advantage for our students and our teachers with their teaching ability and the outcomes for students? Is there an advantage for it to becoming a one-party check coming from the state of Tennessee only? That's what we're trying to figure out. Is there an advantage to doing this? And the advantage should be in the classroom for our teachers and our students to produce better students. That's where it happens in the classroom. And so that's our client. I mean, that's our client in Nashville is those teachers and the students. How can we get those teachers clear the forest for them so that they can focus on educating these kids because we know when we clear the pathway for them, like we did with reading, tremendous results in two years. And so, um, you know, we got the report cards that'll be coming out on the districts here in December. Um, I think the uh, the grading, the evaluation tool that the state is using is fair. Is it, it combined test scores with something it else? Is, it is in elementary and middle school, 50% will be proficiency scores. Yeah. 40% will be the growth scores of the students. And then 10% will be uh, the bottom 25%, the kids that are most challenging, how how we're moving them forward, okay. closing the gap on, on, on competency. Mm-hmm. In high school, it's still 50% proficiency, but growth drops to 20, 30%. And then 20, 10% is um, um, uh, college readiness. And the other 10% is, and it just left my mind. Okay. <laughs> you, I'll think of it in a second. Uh, how complicated education has become. It is, it is flabbergasting. It is. It is a, and we talked about this, Sheila, it is now a $14 billion a year business in Tennessee. And with that kind of taxpayer money, we talk about accountability. I got to have an accountability for that money. And so what we're trying to, and this is the question, this is the big question we're trying to solve with this committee up there is if we, if it's just a state funding education, can we do enough things to comply with federal law on how you're yes, going to treat? Yes, the law will not go away. Law's still there. It's, constant, yeah. it's federal law. Can we get enough autonomy at the state level and, and staying compliant with federal law to gain back the creativity in the classroom for our teachers? That would be wonderful. And if we can't, then can we ask for block grants or waivers from the federal mm-hmm. government to give us that creativity. And that's the thing, I think, and from talking to many teachers in Sheila, you can probably expand on this. One of the things that was very unique about education in the past was the creativity of the teachers. Oh, all you the, can do all, I, I've done all kinds of stuff as a student. Well, I, teachers, I, I you're not a teacher has, now, sir. I'm I not. didn't ask you. <laughs> I wasn't you were out of order. For, uh, out of order. Well, for, Ms. Hickman, you for, recognize for, for, I started teaching in 69. 
so I could have taught y'all. The uh, nobody I told me. Yet. Nobody told me anything. Mister Harold Hardison, who had been a family friend and my principal, hired me, and he said, "Here you are, Sheila. Here are your books, and here is the key to the door, room six. And I spent many, many happy days there. And that book was old. It was the best American literature book I have ever seen. I taught at that book for 13 years. And I and it was wonderful. I would have had a new edition if I could have done that. And the books after that were not nearly as good. But nobody ever told me to teach this or not to teach that. And then uh, when the career ladder came along, that was a whole nother mess. Thank you, Lamar Alexander. Uh, I, I just I thought it was dishonest, so I couldn't do it. I, but I did. I trained every person in the central office on the evaluation for that model. And they couldn't find anything to mark down. I'd had the most wonderful lesson anybody ever heard on the Chamber Nautilus. But the idea that that somehow or another telling the teacher what to do is going to make that person an effective teacher is just not not much sense in that. And and this has been creeping up on us for years. When I was at Cox, Harry Potter had just come out. Hmm. And we taught Harry Potter, and the children just loved it. And I had one old boy, I can't remember his <laughs> name. His daddy oh called, and he said, uh, whatever his name is, is just loving this. Good. And he's a slow reader. Can you just let compensate for that? I said, just let him read. I don't care how slow he is. But we had more fun with things like Harry Potter. I'll tell you that, that we just did it because it was good. And, and Harry Potter has everything in it. It has all kinds of illusions. That woman knew about Shakespeare. She knew about the Bible. She just has a massive amount of information. And we taught that, and children just loved it. People who had never read a book read the book. And it's not a skinny book. So we will continue with these hearings next week. Uh, Look for these hearings to continue on past next week, possibly when we we reconvene the, the, uh, the General Assembly in January. In January probably look for this to continue on right there is because mm-hmm. now we start to pull this peel this onion apart it's very large very encompassing and trying to figure out what we can and can't do the most disheartening thing was the federal department of education was to, supposed to come in and testify <laughs> and they declined mm. i bet they couldn't get a flight so, yeah some of that <laughs> they, they, they couldn't get through tsa security <laughs> <laughs> As everybody in their cars laughing right now, going, "Yeah, that's what it was." Well, speaking of schools, uh, I got to give a shout out to Withorn Middle School. Their basketball girls and basketball team are tremendously good. Junior high basketball is going full strength right now, and I think uh, Withorn's boys team is fourteen and zero. And I went out watching them play Spring Hill, and the halftime score was fifty-two to six last night. Wow. <laughs> they are a real good basketball they should team. Turn the lights out and send everybody home in that Most case. Most definitely, but if you, I encourage you guys, girls, get out there and watch some basketball. Junior high basketball, it's full swing right now. 
So don't forget tonight, 645-ish, 101.7, the Columbia Academy versus Jackson That's Christian great. quarterfinal game. That's great. We'll be live. Get out there and enjoy the game, and go Bulldogs. And we got uh, college football tomorrow. Alabama comes on real early, uh, 8 a.m. We'll have to broadcast on 101, and 12.30, the Tennessee game will start the broadcast. And the Titans on Sunday on 101.7 at 11 o'clock. Coach, you going to be up that early? Oh, yeah, I'll get up that early. Well, 8 o'clock, there. we'll be listening to the radio and heading to the Memorial Building and have some Pancakes, watch the the, uh, Veteran Day Parade. Big day tomorrow in Columbia. Yes, it is. Big day. We're done. And we're good. And we'll we'll see you next week. (laughs) We'll We'll see you all next week. (laughs) Bye-bye.